top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good evening. This is a prime evening news for today, Monday, August 15th. I am your presenter, Jade George. In the headlines, financial advisor Mr. Ronald Lander says many unusually large cash transactions are taking place in Dominica. Thus, the commercial bank's expertise, knowledge and services are not being fully utilized. And the Jamaica Teachers Association president, Winston Smith, says this profession is no longer attractive due to the remuneration package. And the Office for National St Statistics says the UK economy shrank by 0.1% in the second quarter of the year from April to June, as experts forecast a gloomy outlook with recession on the horizon. The news is brought to you, Compliments Digital. The details coming up next. Right on cue. For money, we hear you, Dominica. For as low as five dollars, you can now activate a one-day Digicel Prime bundle and get unlimited Digi2Digi calls, 25 anywhere minutes, 1.5 gigs data to use as you like, endless social messaging on WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, plus seven gigs data to use Digicel apps. Activate a Digicel Prime bundle today in my Digicel app or dial star one four zero and a punky Digicel. Better together. Financial consultant Mr. Ronald Lander contends that there is little demand for banking services, which is why some banks are experiencing difficulties. He added that the consolidation of credit unions was quite significant and noted that, noted that the credit unions in the outlying areas would have vanished if that consolidation had not taken place. There's a minimal demand for banking services. And consequently, we're seeing certain banks under a lot of stress. We saw the Royal Bank recently. The Royal Bank was bought over by National Bank. Mm -hmm. uh, the last financial statements are from the National Bank is 2020. Mm -hmm. Royal Bank was bought towards the end of 2020. 2021 is not out as yet. So I'm seeing the impact of Royal Bank on our National Bank. We saw a situation where the Scotia Bank was bought over by the Republic Bank, which was a very, a very good initiative. We saw a consolidation, very important, a consolidation of the credit unions. If there was not that consolidation of the credit unions, I can safely say that credit unions in the Excel areas would have evaporated. Mr. Landon noted that many unusually large cash transactions are taking place in Dominica. Thus, the commercial bank's expertise, knowledge, and services are not being fully utilized. He was a guest speaker on Q95 Roots Connection on Q, hosted by Dr. Simone Matthew last week. We are seeing a situation in Dominica where there's a lot of cash activity, starting from the areas where Mr. Chavez was making a lot of money available to Dominica, currently with the CBI, where we're having a lot of activities happening in Dominica on a cash basis. And consequently, the services and the expertise of the commercial banks are not being employed. 
consequently, the commercial banks are under a lot of pressure. And here comes the discussion about the National Bank considering taking over the First Caribbean, or what you used to call the Barclays Bank. Financial advisor, Mr. Ronald Lander. Former Grandfall Local Cooperatives Officer, Washburn Coffey, laments most village councils rely on their own fundraising because using the government system involves too much bureaucracy. And the regular financial contributions that used to be made in the form of matching grants don't really work. Recently, because of a lack of income and the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, it has been particularly challenging for councils to hold any significant fundraising events. In order to make, in order to make improvements, Coffee says the existing legislation and regulations need to be redefined, updated, and modernized. He was speaking as a guest on NJAM's radio program on Q95 last week. It has been very difficult for councils to hold any meaningful fundraising activities. There are government programs and initiatives itself that compete with what the council is doing. You know, all these pose a lot of challenges for the councils, the whole system of nomination, you know, and election of, you know, there needs to be a lot of refining as far as the legislation, the regulation are concerned so that can bring about some kind of improvement. Coffee argued that the nomination process as it stands currently leaves room for political abuse, which is not conducive to the council's progress. Over time, the self-help or Kudme support system that was once a crucial component of the local government department has deteriorated and partic particularly disappeared. He says the village councils do not have the authority to provide that kind of technical assistance and using the government system involves too much paperwork. For you to do something, people have to be sitting down and strategizing and planning. But those kinds of convention that needs to be done so you can bring the rank and file of the village councils together to discuss and to chat new course of action the development process and the resources for that in the local government system. Not much money is being put there for those kinds of programs. Where is the self-help that used to be an integral part of the local government department? These structures, these mechanisms have been broken down and eroded over time. Government system, you go through a lot of bureaucracy to get those kinds of technical assistance, which is not within the capacity of the village council. So there's a lot of issues, but people have to sit down and, and address those issues, but we're not doing that. And that is where the concern is. Former Grand Four Local Cooperatives Officer Washburn Coffee. Motivator and holistic lifestyle advocate Petra Carbon George shared some words of advice for youths who have been making a difference in their country one way or the other. Understanding the importance of unity, collaboration, and the positive influence like minded individuals have Mrs. George encourages youth to let their voices be heard and their presence felt as they do so, not just for themselves but for others who may not be able to speak or take a stance for themselves. She was a guest on the Civic Vibes program on the Sunday. 
What I want to say to the young people who are trying their best, try to form, like, reach out to others who are doing the same and strengthen each other. Keep doing. And I see those who keep doing, but they do it under pressure. Because right. even when something is going wrong, they're still afraid to, to um, express themselves about it because they are scared of being victimized and it should not be so. Everybody is entitled to their own opinions. And just because somebody's opinion does not meet or match your opinion does not mean they have to be victimized for it because we are all independent people and we have things that we expect the whole um, community to do at large and that's what we have to do personally. So for those young people who are striving, kudos to you and keep doing the good work. Don't make um, the negative remarks get you done. Yes, you will feel discouraged, but always remember it's for the greater good because the those who cannot speak are looking up to you because you can speak for yourself and you can do stuff. That was holistic health lifestyle advocate and motivator Petra Carbon George. We need to take a different direction as it relates to the handling of our country's affairs, especially when it comes to our economic stimulation. This from economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine, speaking on the current economic situation of Dominica as it relates to the overdependence on one source of economic stimulation and misplaced priorities as regards the other key sectors of the economy. According to Dr. Fontaine, this is a serious concern that needs to be addressed. We need to, as Dominica, we need to take a different direction. I mean, you know, the way the economy has been handled over the past 20 years is certainly not the way to go. That dependence on one, on over-dependence, if you like, on one, um, on one thing, it has been passports, passports, passports over the past 20 years. And the agriculture sector has been neglected. The tourism sector has been neglected. The services sector has been neglected. The construction sector has been neglected. And even when the construction sector has been energized, Dominicans are not benefiting. And today we are hearing, for example, of these um, protests in the Cassibrus area over just the same thing because, you know, the people who are working on these roads are not Dominicans. And it shows that we have a very serious, serious, serious problem in Dominica that needs to be addressed. And, and one of the ways we address it is by providing some constructive criticisms as well as some constructive ideas. Um, they're coming to the dance a bit late, but, you know, better late than never, as we say. And we hope that whatever um, is done, what, whatever promises have been made in this, past, in this year's budget will be realized. That was economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine. The people of Cassibrus took meaningful industrial action and staged a roadblock near the Cassibrus bridge with respect to their dissatisfaction with the pace of construction of the bridge and road projects that are currently ongoing in the area, which made traversing extremely arduous and greatly inconvenient. The roadblocks have been ongoing since morning. Community members are determined to get an amicable solution to their situation as expeditiously as possible. Some of the villagers have had discussion with the engineers and managers on the project at the Livia River Road and Bridge Project and were told that a mutual partnership is necessary whereby persons can feel free to report to them if they see any issues on the road. Villagers have now been promised that by Thursday there should be some significant differences in the road surface. It appears that a temporary solution has been determined until Thursday when the promises of the contractors is expected to be manifested by results.
I look to that happen here right now. It's all right now. Yeah. 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 No, no, let me ask you one two questions again. Why all the national bureaus come here and not come to all and come to come up? Why you study from Mount Because the Danish pit is on, on Emerald Coast, so that's why we start from Canada. Yeah, but when you national bureau coming from that area to come down, it makes it more difficult for you. Yeah. If you are starting from that yeah. end to come, yeah. then not yeah. working yeah. together for you, because as you come, it's finishing. Yeah, we agree for you. Okay. okay. Make sure what all you say. Well, if you see a problem, tell us. Because sometimes you don't see everything. But if it don't go out, that was some of the voices of the Castle Bruce people and managers of the Livia River Road and Bridge Project. Sociologist Simeon Joseph expressed some concern about the fact that it appears that politicians have somehow taken over the Catholic Church's commemoration of its feasts and patron saints, detracting both the grand religious events and the celebration spiritual aspects. He stresses how the celebrations have become quite politicized, that the activities are now largely politically engineered. He made the observation that the religious and spiritual components of the feast have become a bowl of contention which is very alarming and to a considerable extent the stature of these feasts have been diminished. And so when I saw that I asked myself, you know, why should there be a controversy about the celebration of the Feast of St. Anne? Um, one, I think it was very scandalous. Secondly, I think it was misplaced. And thirdly, there's an even deeper concern where it seems to me that the celebration of the feasts of the Catholic Church, the celebration of the patron saints, has somehow been hijacked by politicians, has somehow been uh, removed from the greater religious sphere and the spiritual dimensions of the celebration of the feasts. We look at the celebration of the feasts of, of various patron saints around the country, and I have found that in recent years, they have become very politicized. They have become very political engineered activities. And to a very large extent, the, the, the spiritual dimension and the religious aspect of the celebration of the feast have been watered down. Joseph thinks that as regards devotion of the saints, the Catholic Church has made far too many concessions and trade-offs. He emphasizes that some participants in these gatherings are not even Catholics, which he finds to be extremely ambiguous. Mr. Joseph is concerned as to the extent of the Catholic Church's compromised behavior in allowing its beliefs to become so diluted. He was a guest on Q95's Roots Connection on Q, hosted by Dr. Simone Matthew. We have sort of traded off too much as Catholics when it comes to the celebration of the saints. And to my mind, I think the church, the parish priests, the church communities have sort of sold off 
the celebration of those feasts to, to, to parliamentary representatives and to people who are, are don't even have any interest in church. And and even and you know we have DJs and artists who are not Catholic involving the celebration of the saints. So to me, that is that is very um, um, ambiguous. And I think time has come when we need to look very closely at what we are doing as religious people, as a country, as, as a church. I mean, how can the Catholic Church be so compromising? How can the Catholic Church be so um, um, allowing, allowing its faith to be so watered down and to be so neutral and indifferent to the celebration of church feasts being taken over by politicians and people in the community to the extent where they fight over um, who should celebrate and, and I think that was very unbecoming. Very... That was sociologist Simeon, Ma- Simeon Joseph. In other news, Jamaica's Teachers Association President Winston Smith says the teaching profession is no longer attractive in Jamaica. Mr. Smith says this is largely due to the remuneration package. As a result, he says teachers' colleges will not be able to adequately fill the void left by educators who migrate. The JTA will this week continue its discussions with the Ministry of Finance on the public sector compensation restructuring exercise. Especially in the area of technical vocation. So, for example, schools that offer welding, machine shop, um, carpentry and joinery, plumbing, these kind of um, vocational disciplines, are having a serious challenge um, recruiting persons to fill those void. As a matter of fact, it goes a little um, deeper than that. Even the very teachers' colleges are struggling to find persons to pursue those courses. So we are having a serious problem because the teaching profession has not been attractive. So persons are looking now. If I have my five, six, seven CXE subjects, what are my options? I can go to university to pursue, pursue any course. I am not going to go into teaching because there's nothing in teaching for me to get. I'll take that same qualification, go into another discipline and earn far more. So entering teacher's college is no longer attractive mm-hmm. to this generation. And remember, you know, this generation is about what I can get now. We have a meeting tomorrow, so I'm hoping that the minister will just simply say, having looked at the situation, let us give the teachers something. Still in other news, the UK economy shrank from April to June as experts forecast a gloomy outlook with recession on the horizon. According to the Office of National Statistics, the economy contracted by 0.1% in the second quarter of the year. This was partly due to COVID-19 schemes like test and trace ending, retail sales falling, and the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Bank holiday in June. Despite shrinking in April to June, the UK economy avoided recession because gross domestic product grew by 0.8% in the first three months of this year. Breaking GDP news that we've had in the last half an hour. So the latest figures from the Office for National Statistics shows that GDP fell by an estimated 0.1% in quarter two. That's April till June. And it's now estimated to be 0.6% above its pre-coronavirus level. GDP is estimated to have fallen by 0.6% in June this year, following an increase of 0.4% in May 2022. Well, certainly the cost of living crisis is starting to bite here as well. This is the UK's largest wholesale market. It uh, 
produces and uh, sells about 40% of what ends up on plates in the capital. It normally uh, sells uh, wholesale goods to places like restaurants, hospitality, as well as specialist stores. And what they've said is seen is a change in menus. Uh, chefs moving away from very expensive kind of protein items like expensive beef and moving into more like locally produced things that, that can be transported cheaply. Uh, we've spoken to one wholesaler who said that this time of year, uh, people normally want to buy expensive French strawberries, but there's been no demand for that this year. Also, demand for Asian uh, expensive fruit as well as mangoes, that's also come down. On the other hand, uh, it's flower retailers and wholesalers that are really feeling the pinch as well, because that's possibly considered as a luxury item and it's one of those things that people and businesses start cutting down on when the pinch gets tougher. So certainly the start of that cost of living crisis and people having just less disposable income is starting to be felt here but wholesalers just moving in and trying to adapt by trying to go a bit more local. That was the Prime Evening News, but first, his recap of the headlines. Financial advisor Mr. Ronald Lander says many unusually large cash transactions are taking place in Dominica, thus the commercial bank's expertise, knowledge and services are not being fully utilized. Jamaica Teachers Association President Winston Smith says this profession is no longer attractive due to the remuneration package. The Office for National Statistics says the UK economy shrank by 0.1% in the second quarter of the year from April to June, as experts forecast a gloomy outlook with recession on the horizon. The news was brought to you. Compliments, Digicel. I have been your presenter, J. George. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens... 